morning, good morning, Second Baptist. Good morning. I thank you for your willingness to come in this morning to the house of prayer. One more time. This opportunity is not something that we can take for granted. I am Associate Minister Reverend John Toller. Our pastor is in the building, and he will be out shortly. So I figure I better we better get started because the live stream folks we could lose. We don't want to do that. Amen. So therefore, welcome this morning, live stream and in person. Let us thank him, church. Come on now. Everybody on your feet.
If you're satisfied with Jesus this morning, say amen. Amen. If he's in your life this morning, say amen again. If you love the Lord, say amen. Amen. Let us go to God in prayer. Eternal God, O gracious Heavenly Father, we come this morning to say thank you. Thank you for this, another opportunity in which to praise thy holy and righteous name. We thank you, Lord, for last night's lying down and the ability to get up this morning with blood running warm in our veins. We thank you, Father, for the blessings of the past, the presence, and the future. We thank you, Father, for how you allowed your son to die on a cross for the remission of our sins. And Lord, we ask you now to remove any and all sins from us as far as the east is from the west. Lord, we we sometimes get lost in the day-to-day shuffle. But we thank God and praise your name that you said that you would never forsake us or leave us. So, Lord, in those moments of not knowing which way to go, help us to lean on you, Father God, in these fierce storms that blow and surround us. We thank you this morning, Father God, for the opportunity to come into this house of prayer. We thank you for how you have allowed it to stand and keep the lights on and keep it in the hollow of your hand. And Lord, as these doors continue to remain open, we ask that you touch somebody and allow us to tell somebody about somebody so that we might fill this place because in these days and times of trials and tribulations we definitely realize those of us that are here and on that are streaming we realize we need a savior and so Lord as we praise you this morning we ask a special blessing upon our pastor and his family And all of his loved ones. Father God, you know all about his servanthood because you placed it upon his heart. You gave him the assignment. So Lord, allow him to rest and move under the strength of your power. Lord, bless this waiting congregation this morning as we stand in the need of prayer. But Lord, we need to hear a word from you. Because there's power in your word. And Lord, we we came in one way. But Lord, we want to go out another way. We want to go out in the way you would have us to go. And again, tell somebody about somebody that can save everybody. And we will be perfect and willing 
For it's in the precious name of our Lord and Savior we do pray. Let all say amen and amen. of scripture reading, which is God's providential care. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and Thou shalt not be afraid for their terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and then, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil be. Neither shall anything come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him altogether. With long, long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Lord, add a blessing to the reading of his word.
the church say amen. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Amen. We want to thank Reverend Toller serving as our worship leader this morning. Amen. Praising God uh, for what the Lord is doing on his health. Amen. And let's praise God and thank God for Reverend Toller. We want to pray and be with uh, Reverend Jackson this morning. He is preaching up in Conshohocken. Uh, at a church there, so we uh, certainly want to uh, ask God's blessings be upon him as he shares God's word this morning. So we just want to thank God, and listen, anybody blessed this morning, amen? Amen. We're going to ask that Deacon Booker Perrier will come to give us our official welcome this morning. Good morning, family. How was everyone this morning? somebody on the screen that is a first-time visitor, or maybe chat, raise your hand. We want to say welcome. Uh, we hope that the word from Pastor Hammond will uh, bless you richly. And as you know, we have a saying here, first time you are a visitor, second time you are family, third time we put you to work. It's that simple. Enjoy the service. description. Amen. And uh, again, we just want to welcome each of you. We thank God for you. Those who are watching by live stream, we thank the Lord for you and just giving God praise and glory. You know, realize that somebody didn't wake up this morning. Amen. Amen. And so we ought to be grateful and thank anybody grateful and thankful this morning that the Lord woke you up. Amen. Just remembering our church theme for 2023 that we are together in Christ. Amen. You know, our men's uh, ministry and our women's ministry have been meeting and, you know, since the pandemic, uh, we have met uh, both uh, online by Zoom and in person. And so just want to give you a heads up that this coming Saturday, which is next Saturday, our men's ministry uh, has a breakfast. Amen. That's going to take place. We are inviting all of our men uh, to come out and to join with us on next Saturday morning, October 14th, at 9 o'clock a.m. That is the breakfast time, amen. So we are excited. We're asking all of our men to come out and to join with us. Following that, our women's ministry, uh, they have their in-person meeting that is going to take place on this coming Saturday at 12 noontime, amen. They're coming in for lunch, amen. The men are in there for breakfast. The ladies are in there for lunch. They certainly extend an invitation for you to come and to be a part of the fellowship uh, for our women's ministry and men's ministry on next Saturday. Amen. I uh, also want to remind everyone that on next Sunday, our physical care ministry, they uh, are sponsoring a group that will be coming in. Uh, they're going to be dealing with uh, myeloma. Uh, one of the problems that, uh, you know, is certainly relevant in our society for today. And so uh, we do have a speaker coming in. They're going to give a 10-minute presentation uh, to try to help us. They are going to have also a table that is going to be in out in the foyer on next Sunday. So please mark that on your calendar. Next Sunday, October the 15th, 
during our morning worship service, we will have our physical care ministry and the presentation on myeloma. Uh, we also, matter of fact, if you need some additional information with that, please reach out to Sister Tisha McLaren. She would be happy to speak to you. On Thursday, October the 19th, uh, coming up a couple weeks, is our church business meeting. It will be a virtual meeting, a Zoom meeting. We are encouraging uh, all of our members to please join with us uh, on Thursday, October the 19th at 7 p.m. Uh, the information is in your e-blast uh, on how to get on the Zoom site. And so we uh, pray that you will join us. God is blessing us as a church Although sometimes we don't have folk come to church on a regular basis, but God is good. How many of you know that it doesn't matter that God will bless anyhow? Amen. And thank God that he is still in the blessing business. Amen. Uh, our women's ministry has a special treat that is coming up, and we're going to ask if Sister Joan Toller would uh, come at this time. And she wants to share some information with you about what the, the ladies are doing. Thank you, Pastor. I'm going to take a page out of Deacon Thurrier's book. Welcome, family. Every time he says that, it just goes through me because this is truly a church family with all that it has to come with. Right, Deacon Thurrier? Welcome, family, and God bless you. First, giving honor to God, um, who is the, our Savior and just the, the, the sunshine of my life. Um, and to um, Pastor Hamlin and Pastor Toller and Pastor Paul, um, good morning, good morning. And thank you for these few moments that I want to share something extremely important to the life of our church, not only just women's ministry, but to the life of our church. If you recall, just about a year ago, actually October 30th of last year, we came to you and we asked you for recipes, if you remember that. If you don't remember it being a year ago today, at some point between that date and now, you should have remembered something about somebody talking about recipes. Just raise your hand if you do. Recipes. All right, great. So we're all on the same page. So um, during that year, there have been a group of women in women's ministry that have been diligently working on putting all of the recipes together that you have submitted um, from your families, from uh, your family's families, your friends. And we compiled a recipe book that is none other, like any recipe book, that you will have ever seen in your life. And I'm just not saying that. It's true. Because it's a, it's a replication of our church and of our heritage. Um, it comes to you in a form of about 300 pages front back with over 200 recipes, um, lots and lots of scripture that are near and dear to us and to our church family. Um, it also comes with um, a lot of stories behind the submissions of these recipes, recipes that have been handed down um, from generation to generation in some of our families. And some of the recipes are just, just good recipes that people uh, make over and over again in their homes that have been um, enjoyed by 
uh, friends and family in, uh, in their homes. But food, of course, you know, um, has a connection to events and activities that we do. So what we would like to do um, on October the 28th, here, October the 28th, at 1 o'clock, it's a Saturday, we'd like to invite you, our church family, and friends to come back to church on Saturday at 1 o'clock to have a taste of Second Baptist Church of Doylestown. There will be examples of uh, samples of recipes that are in this cookbook for you to taste. We're not providing a meal. Let me repeat that. We're not providing a meal. It's going to be a taste. It's going to be a taste. Now, it's going to be many tastes, so possibly when you put all of these different flavors and tastes together, you might end up with some substance, but it is a taste, and there's going to be bunches of tastes from appetizers, beverages, desserts, entree sides. All of that is included in this cookbook you will be able to see the people that put some of these recipes in the cookbook. You may be able to see some food prep of some of the recipes. This is a first here. I'm going to say it's a first in Bucks County. It's certainly a first here at, um, at our church. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss being one of the first in order to get the cookbook because once this print is done, it's gone. We're not doing a second printing. So, the book is $25, which is not a lot. We can take orders today, pre-order. You cannot get your cookbook until the 28th, though. That's the first day. We'll have the rest, if there's any left. We'll have the rest the next Sunday and each Sunday afterwards um, to sell them until they're all gone. Um, great gifts for any occasion, but of course... Put them on your list for Christmas gifts. I already have an order of five books, and it's from somebody that's actually, it's somebody from Doylestown, Presbyterian Church, actually. So um, they're going to go pretty quick. When you see it, you're going to be outdone. Remember I said a whole year we spent working on this cookbook, and we're actually meeting today to just put a final touch before it goes to print this week. Um, Labor Love by um, a couple of women, my church family, my friends, and I would like for them to stand because when you see them today, you can get, you can let them know that you want to pre-order for the book. So, um, Lavinia is standing in the back. Monet, um, if you could stand. Danielle, if you could stand. Um, Sherry, if you could stand. And myself, we are the ones that um, got closer working with this throughout the year, and it was a labor of love, and we cannot wait for you to see it. See you on the 28th. God bless. Thank you, Pastor. Hey, Amen. What an appetizing invitation uh, that we have for Saturday, October the 28th. I pray that, uh, that each of us uh, will take some time during the course of that day and to come out and, and to share. Uh, I did hear Sister Toller say that they have a taste uh, on Saturday. And, uh, you know, I've seen some folk at Costco's and some of their, they, they're getting a whole lot of taste from all of these places to get a little, to really to get a meal together. So now she didn't say that that 
you know, that I was off the table. So we pray that you will come out and join with us on that day. The very next day, which is Sunday, October the 29th, our youth are sponsoring their Harvest Festival. It's going to take place at Hellerick's Farm uh, up in Pipersville. And so we have gone there several times. Our, our, our children, as well as adults, have a great time there. There's hay rides. There's all type of games and functions that they have. There's uh, food that uh, can be uh, uh, bought there. However, we're going to have lunch uh, for our young people before they go. So on that last Sunday uh, after church, uh, we're going to have a lunch for our young people and those adults who are there. Uh, so we would love uh, to have our parents make sure that you get your children registered uh, for the Harvest Festival. Uh, you can see Sister Danielle Piku, who was standing earlier, or uh, our daughter, uh, Sister Danielle Limble. Uh, if you reach out to either one of them, their information is on that flyer as well. Uh, and pre-register, we need to have the registrations in by Sunday, October the 22nd. So make sure that you register by Sunday, October the 22nd. Amen. Let's address our tithes and offerings that God has blessed us to be able to give and given back to him. There are three ways that you can give here at the church. For those of you in person, you do know that there is an offertory box located at the back of the church. Please make sure that you place your tithes and offerings there. Before you leave for today, those of you who are watching my live stream right now, you can click on your tithely uh, button there on the website and you can submit your tithes and offerings or you can mail your tithes and offerings in. And so we just want to say thank you in advance. We know that God has blessed each and every one of us. Uh, I know that we are grateful and thankful for God's blessings. And so let us give to the glory of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads and say thank you for the tithes and the offerings that will come. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to give, realizing, God, that you have blessed us to be a blessing to others. Help us, Lord God, in our giving of our tithes and our offerings and so that we may use those, Lord God, to help those who are in need, Lord God, to take care of the ministries of the church here, God, and just to be a blessing wherever we can. We ask, Lord, that you will continue to bless those that gave, bless those that had a desire to give, but had it not. But we ask these things in the precious name of your son, Jesus the Christ, we pray that the church say, amen, amen. Let's welcome Sister Barbara this morning, amen, as she sings this Okay. <laughs> and Sister Tanisha and Pastor Paul, we're going to do a song, yes. Lord said, sing a new thing, sing a new song. So help us, Lord, as y'all pray for us. Mercy, I see. Great is 
something on my mind. Last week I was asked to drive a school bus from Doylestown to Pittsburgh by myself. No radio, no one to talk to. That was the longest ride I think I've ever taken in my life. Asked me to go again this one and I said no. <laughs> you don't have radios in those buses. I need someone to talk to me along the way. So I thank God for his grace and mercy, for the things that I've seen on the turnpike on my way up there was unbelievable. But I know that God was in the midst 
even before I climb on that bus. And I just ask him, Lord, bless this trip. Allow me to reach this place and back home safely. And I will give you the praise and honor that you truly deserve. For I know that God is worthy of all praises. I know he goes before us and prepares the way for us. So I can stand here this morning and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you, Lord God, for being in my life. Thank you, Lord, because you are worthy. Oh, there's no other name that I could call on where I might be seen except the name of Jesus alone. So I ask you, Lord, this morning as I stand here that you would bless the pastor and his wife and family. Bless our congregation, which is our family. And ask your God to let your word go out today and touch someone who may not have received you as their Savior. Or maybe they are sitting on the fence but don't know which side to call over. Lord, we ask you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. For you said that you, in your word that you want that all shall be saved and that none should perish. Right now, Lord God, as I stand and speak, not that I have any power, but I do have the word from you. Lord, touch them. Lord, help them. Lord, save them. Father, we need you now more than ever before. For the wars are just breaking out all over the country. There's illness all over the country. There's mental health all over the country. Lord, if you would just come in and speak the word, I know that this all can be saved. I know that this all can be stopped if you would just say, peace, be still. We need you. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning. Every time the phone rings, I, I, I'm so afraid something has happened to someone. To, I'm afraid to look at it sometimes. But I know that you are in control. There's nothing that you can't handle. There's nothing too large for you or too small even for you to consider. So, Lord, we ask you now to bless the service. Allow someone to be saved today, Father God. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, I'm colliding, I am bouncing. 
Let's give the Lord some praise. Climbing high mountains, trying to get home. Amen. I want to thank Sister Barbara, Sister Denisha, Pastor Paul, Chris. Come on, let's thank the Lord for the gifts and the talents. And you know the wonderful thing is that they are using their gifts and talents for the Lord. Amen. So truly we thank God for all his blessings. With every head bowed, every heart made as humble as you can. Father, we just want to say thank you for all of your blessings, for your grace, for your mercy for your understanding, for your compassion, for your help, and for your love. Lord, we just say thank you, God. Lord, we thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you, God, for the prayers that have been prayed. But Lord, in this time in which we are living, we need to hear a word from thee. Lord, we realize that we are living in troubling times. Lord, we see wars and rumors of wars all around us. We see your prophecy from your word being fulfilled day by day. And Lord, as believers, Father God, we thank you that you have given us the vision, not only physically but spiritually, to be able to see and to recognize the time in which we are living. But with Lord, we realize that you 
still are in control of all things. And that you have power over everything. And so we need you right now, God. Lord, we need you right now more so than what we've ever needed you before. Somebody needs to hear your word today. Someone whose heart is broken needs to hear your word today. Somebody who's struggling in relationships, Lord God, needs to hear your word today. Someone who does not know you personally in the pardoning of their sins needs to hear your word today. And so, God, we pray that as your word goes out, that someone who is listening this day We'll make a decision, Lord God, that somebody will cry out this morning, Lord God, I yield, I yield. What must I do to be saved? Lord, move like only you can move. Touch like only you can touch. Heal like only you can heal. For we ask these in the mighty match, this marvelous name of Jesus, who is the Christ. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. What a mighty God that we serve. I uh, want to share with the congregation, I want to say thank you for the prayers that uh, have been going out for my brother Ron, Sister Hamlin, and I. Uh, the Lord moved in my heart on last Sunday where we were scheduled to go out on uh, last Thursday to see him. But in speaking with him, he sounded as if he was on his last breath. So the Lord laid on our hearts to go out early, to go out that next day, Monday. Uh, I don't think, as Deacon Grisman was talking about driving out to Pittsburgh, I actually did have some radio in the car, and that was a blessing, amen. We were playing gospel hymns and uh, going out, uh, but I wasn't sure if I was going to make it in time because that's how bad he was. But when Sister Hamlin and I walked through the door, he began to just burst out in tears. We didn't tell him that we were coming. Matter of fact, he was so sick, I don't know if he would have known we were coming uh, anyway. But he burst out in tears, and I want to tell you, God did something on that day, on Monday morning, to turn his situation around. What a mighty God that we serve. As I laid hands on him, I was sharing with somebody. I said, Ron, uh, take me by the hand. I said, do you want me to take you by the hand or, or lay my hands on your head? He said, put your hands on my head. Amen. And so we prayed, and I'm going to tell you, let me tell you all something. God is still a miracle working God. Amen. He is doing better. He's still in the hospital, but he's doing so much better. Sounds strong. Matter of fact, he sounds better than we had the last three years. And so I just, on behalf of Sister Hamlin and I, our family, just want to say thank you for your prayers. Amen. How many of you all know that prayer works? Prayer changes things. Amen. Prayer changes things. So don't give up. If you got somebody who's standing in need of prayer, pray for them. Amen. We know that this time that we are living in, you all see what's going on. For those of you who are members of our Bible study, who've been studying with us, you know exactly what time it is and what's going on. And that God's word is being fulfilled right before our very eyes. Can I get an amen in here, Bible study group? Amen. 
And so we thank God. And so living in these times that we are living in, if we're not careful, we can find ourselves moving away from that godly instruction that we received prayerfully when we were coming up, amen, and in our youth. And that kind of instruction tells us of the importance of holding on to the things of God. Amen. And as we look at all of this chaos that's going around and see for some, they're shocked about what's going on and what's taking place. But for those of us who are believers, those of us who know the word of God, you have seen it written in God's word. We are seeing God's prophecy being fulfilled right before our very eyes. And that lets us know that we need to get in tune and on track with God. Amen. Amen. So if you're not uh, in the word, if you're not studying God's word, if you're not coming to Bible, please join us. We are living in a time where you need to be up to date. Amen. In terms of what's happening, what is to come. Amen. Because there is a story about what is to come. And so I want to share a message with you today found in the book of Romans, in the 8th chapter, a word that many of you are already familiar with. You have read it many times. If you'd be so kind to stand with me, Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 31 through 39, and I believe that it can help us get back on track with God. Normally I read the King James Version of this, but I want to read a Living Bible Translation because I want you to hear this just a little different way this morning. And listen, if you will, to the word that's recorded there. What can we ever say to such wonderful things as these? If God is on our side, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son for us, but gave him up for us all, won't he also surely give us everything else? Who dares accuse us? Y'all excuse me for a minute because my vision isn't what it should be this morning. (laughs) Amen. Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? Will God? No, he is the one who has forgiven us and given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? Will Christ? No. For he is the one who died for us and came back to life again for us and is sitting at the place of highest honor next to God, pleading for us there in heaven. Who then can ever keep Christ's love from us when we have trouble or calamity, when we are hunted down or destroyed? Is it because he doesn't love us anymore? And if we are hungry or penniless or endangered or threatened with death, has God deserted us? No. For the scripture tells us that for his sake, we must be ready to face death at every moment of the day. We are like sheep awaiting slaughter. But despite all of this, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us enough to die for us. For I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from his love. Death can't and life can't. The angels won't, and all the powers of hell itself cannot keep God's love away. Our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, 
or where we are, high above the sky or in the deepest ocean, nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love of God demonstrated by our Lord Jesus Christ when he died for us. Amen. I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor as strong as you can this morning, hold on tight to God. Amen. Tell your neighbor just to hold on tight to God. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. If there was ever a time that we need to be holding on to God, now is that time. Hold on tight to God. Amen. You know, many of us, when we were growing up, I, I like to look back. Amen. You know, it's, it's a blessing that we can look back. There's a whole lot of folk that are not here that can't look back on those times, uh, some fond times, or maybe it wasn't times that you had some trouble in your life. But many of us growing up, when we were learning how to ride a bike, when your parents or your father or mother, whoever it was, was trying to teach you how to ride a bike, we were told to hold on tight. When we were small, when we were in a grocery store or in a crowded place, our parents would tell us to hold on tight to me. Growing up in Pittsburgh, as Deke was mentioning, that uh, we had a lot of steep hills there, amen, and, and they were filled with snow. And so when we were going down one of those steep hills on the sled, somebody would yell, hold on tight. Even a roller coaster operator, when you go to the amusement park, will tell you on one of those rides to go up and down and around and twist. They'll tell you to hold on tight. Even as an adult, we've been told to hold on tight. To hold on tight to your spouse. To hold on tight to your job. To hold on tight to your friends. And many times folk would tell you to hold on tight to your money. Amen. And that's good advice for us. But church this morning, I want to tell you to hold on tight to God. Amen. You know, as we take a look at this text, we find that the Apostle Paul makes us realize that God's plan of salvation for the people is a plan that reaches from eternity past to eternity future. And it tells us that God will carry out the plan for us perfectly. Paul lets us know, church, that we need to understand this this morning, that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And when I think about that, all I can say is, thank you, Lord, that is good news, amen. amen. That no matter what happens to you in life, that nothing can separate you from the love of God, amen. And that we got to hold on tight to God, amen. With all of this that we see that's taking place today, I turned the news on yesterday and, and saw what's going on in Israel, amen. And we've been down to some of those parts there in Israel. And, and so we know that there's going to be conflict there. But even though there's conflict there and we see things progressing uh, through prophecy, we have to hold on tight to God, amen. You see, some folks feel that they've, done so much wrong in their life that God won't be able to save them, amen? That salvation is for everyone else except for them. But if God gave you his son, he isn't going to hold back the gift of salvation, amen? 
That's the devil trying to tell you that you can't make it in this life because of the things that you have done. Amen. But we need to know today that if Christ gave his life for you, he isn't going to turn around and condemn you. Amen. God won't withhold anything that you need to live for him. Amen. But church, you've got to hold on tight to God. Amen. Paul lets us know in this text that as a believer, your eternal salvation is completely secure in the hands of God. Amen. I want you to look at verse 31 of this text with me. Because Paul asked two questions in that text. Amen. He says, what can we ever say to such wonderful things as these? And then he asks, if God is on our side, who can ever be against us? Amen. Now, you and I do know, I believe that you know who is against us. Amen. Because all you got to do is look around this world. You can look around this society, this community. Amen. You can look around this world today at all of the evil that's going on. And you know that Satan and his demonic powers are against believers. But you need to know that Satan can't prevail and triumph over believers. Amen. Because God has all power in his hands. And since God is the sovereign creator, and since God stands with believers, no one can oppose believers and be successful. Amen. And I know that God will back you up because he tells us right here in this text in verse 32. God will back you up, church. Listen to what he says in verse 32. He says, since he did not spare even his own son for us, but gave him up for us all, won't he also surely give us everything else? Amen, somebody. I remember back in Genesis chapter 2, you all in Bible study, you remember back in Genesis 22, God said to Abraham, you have not withheld your son. And then God told Abraham to spare Isaac and to offer up a ram as a substitute. Amen. You see, God has offered his own son as a sacrifice for our sins. Amen. And because of God's grace, church, I can say like Paul said in verse 32, the King James Version says this, how shall he not with him also freely given us unto us all things. Amen. That means that he's not going to hesitate to give you as a believer all things. Amen. Can I ask you this morning, has the Lord ever given you something? Come on in here, somebody. Has the Lord ever given you something? Amen. And as a believer, all you have to do is to hold on tight to God. Amen. Don't let him go. And then Paul raises another question. Listen to what he asks in verse 33. He says this, that who dares accuse us when God has chosen for his own? Well, God, no. He is the one who has forgiven us and given us right standing with himself. Amen. God is saying, who's going to make a formal accusation against me? Who's going to press charges against those who God has chosen? Amen. We do know that Satan is the accuser of God's people. That's what he does. But I want you to listen to what the word says in Revelation 12, 10 about the accuser. Amen. Listen to what it says. It says, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. 
for the accuser of our brethren is what? He's cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Amen. How many of you know that one time Satan was an angel in heaven? Amen. Amen, somebody. He was an angel of God in heaven. But because of his pride, he became corrupt. You all know that pride will mess you up. Amen, somebody. Now, Satan has now been the enemy. And he constantly tries to mess up God's work. But Satan is limited, church, by God's power. And he can only do what he is permitted to do. God has permitted him and given him rain down here, really to separate out the, the, the sheep, amen, uh, from the wolves of this life, amen. And so he is permitted only to do what God says he can do. And so even though then God permits Satan to do his work in the world, God is still in control, amen. And Jesus still has all power over Satan. And he defeated Satan when he died and rose again for the sins of mankind. Amen. And one day, the Bible says that Satan is going to be bound up, somebody say, forever. And never again to do this evil work that he's doing right now. Because, I mean, he's acting a fool right now. He is running wild. Amen. We see stuff happening all over the world. Families being torn apart. Uh... Nations being torn apart, wars, and all of this other craziness. People doing the kind of things that they do to one another. And they're doing it because Satan is busy. He's loose right now. He's running to and fro, seeking whom it is that he may devour. Amen. And so he's going before God day and night and trying to uh, accuse us of the things we have done. And we got to tell the truth in here because a lot of times what he's accusing us of it's valid. We've done it. Amen and amen. Because we've all sinned. And some of it's true because based on our sinfulness and our defilement and our lives. Amen. But Satan's accusations are going to be thrown out. Hallelujah. Because the word says back there in Romans 8.33 that it is God that justifies. He's in control. Amen. And that God, the great judge himself, declares the accused believer righteous on the basis of his faith in Christ Jesus. Because you are a believer, because of your faith in Christ Jesus, no matter if, if Satan comes to accuse you, and he may be right about what we have done in life, amen? But because of Jesus' death, uh, dying, and resurrection, amen, that we are able to have those accusations dismissed, and nobody can bring accusation against you that's going to stand. Amen? Because then when we get to heaven, let me tell y'all something. Every one of us is going to have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Amen? And Jesus is God's appointed judge. Jesus, the one who the believer trusts for salvation. Jesus, the one who died for us. Jesus, the one who was raised to life for us. Jesus, the one who sits on the right hand of God. Jesus, the one who intercedes for us. Jesus is the judge. But he's also the one who every believer is identified with by faith. Amen, somebody? He's our sacrifice from sin. He's our resurrection and our life. The Bible says in Romans 6, 4, listen to what it says. It says, therefore we are buried with him by baptism and the death, 
that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should what? Walk in the newness of life. Amen. Hallelujah. The judge is not going to condemn his own who live by him through faith. Amen. And then in this text, Paul gives a final question in verse 35. And listen to what he says. He says this, who then shall separate us then can ever keep Christ's love for us? Amen. The King James Version puts that first part of this this way. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Amen. And then if you read down the following verses, amen, uh, uh, we'll have some of the most comforting promises that are there in the Bible, amen. Because as believers, church, we're going to face many hardships in life. Can I ask you this morning, has anyone ever faced a hardship in life? Have you ever gone through something? Are you going through something right now? You may face persecution. You may face illness in your life. You may face imprisonment. You may even feel as though you've been abandoned by God. You may even face death. But church, I stopped by this morning to let you know that nothing, nothing, nothing can separate you from the love of God. I don't care what it is, church. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing can stop his presence being with you. There's no need for us to be afraid today because the word says this. Listen to what it says in verses 38 and 39. This is the King James Version. It says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor death nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. In church, when I look at that, all I can tell you that I'm so glad that I serve a God who has all power in his hands. So glad that he sent his son Jesus as a sacrifice for our sins. So glad that when Jesus walked on this earth, he held on tight to God. Hallelujah. Church, I want to tell you this morning to hold on tight to God because Jesus held on tight. But when he, the Bible says when he was a young boy, 12 years of age, in the Jewish synagogue, he was told by his parents that I must be about my father's business. He didn't say that I like to be. He didn't say that I think I'll do it. He didn't say maybe I'll do it. But Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. Jesus held on tight when he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And the Bible says, and when he had fasted for 40 days and for 40 nights, and he was hungry, and Satan came to him and said, if thou be the Son of God, he said, command that these stones be made bread. But the word says that Jesus held on tight. He said that it is written that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Jesus held on tight when the devil took him up to the holy city and he set him on the pinnacle of the temple. 
And if he said that if I be the son of God, cast thyself down, that it is written. And the angels will give charge concerning thee. And their hands shall bear thee up, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. But the word says huh, that Jesus held on tight. He said that it is written that thou shalt not attempt and contempt the Lord thy God. Jesus held on tight, even when he became popular. You and I can't handle popularity. We don't know we would be puffed up. But they tell me that Jesus held on tight. He held on tight in the garden of Gethsemane. Jesus said, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, my will, but thou will be done. He held on tight in the trial chambers. For when they laid hold of Jesus and led him away to Caiaphas, Jesus held his peace. And the high priest said, Tell us whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus held on tight, saying, Hereafter shall you see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Church, hold on tight this morning. If you hold on tight, Jesus won't let go of you. He held on tight to the woman at the well, and she had a drink of water for life. He held on tight to the insane man in the tombs who was abandoned by his father and his friends. He held on tight to Mary Magdalene who had seven devils in her. He held on tight to the disciples, although they ran and hid after his crucifixion. He held on tight, church, at the cross on Calvary. Held on to what God had given him. Held on when they beat him. Held on when they spit on him. Held on when they called him everything but a child of God. He held on when they nailed his feet to the cross. He held on when they pierced him in his side. He held on in the old pontoon. He held on and Satan said he was nothing but a man. He does nothing I got him. But the Bible tells me that early on Sunday morning, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, the rose of sin, the lily of the valley, the prince of peace, he held on and he got up from the grave. Snatched the sting of death that took victory from the grave. He got up from the grave with all power in his hands. We ought to give God praise. Do we have a witness here today? Has anybody ever held on tight? Has God ever brought you through? Has the Lord ever made a way out of no way for you? Then put your hands together. Stand on your feet and give God praise. Somebody ought to thank him and shout hallelujah this morning. What a mighty God. Stand with me, this church. Hold on, hold on tight, because I'm convinced that nothing. Somebody say nothing. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Church, that means no matter what's going on in your life right now. I know that Satan's been buffeting you. I know he's been trying to do everything he can to tear your home, your life, this world, this, this nation. He's trying to tear it apart. But nothing can separate us from the love of God. Whatever you're dealing with right now, you don't have to deal with it 
all by yourself. If you turn it over, how many of you know if you turn it over to Jesus, he can fix it for you? Amen. One day when it's all said and done, we shall wear a crown. When we think of the goodness of the Lord, as our deacons are going down now, and their arms are outstretched because they are offering an invitation to you. That if you don't know Jesus in the pardoning of your sins, grab one of these deacons by the hand and just come down and we'll pray over you. As we repent of your sins, as you ask the Lord to come into your heart and to make your life brand new, amen. Maybe you live in this community. You've been searching for a church home. And the Lord led you here. Not by accident. Not by coincidence. But God had everyone here this morning to hear this particular word. To hold on tight to God. So whatever it is that you stand in need of right now, God can fix it. He can help. Is there one here today? Those of you who are listening by live stream this morning, if the Lord is speaking just to you, listen, just hold on tight to God. Reach out to us. Let us know that the Lord has spoken to you, that you desire to give your heart and your life over to Jesus. It will be the best decision that you will ever make in your life. Church, hold on tight to God. We got some things that are going to be coming up in our lives. Some prophetic things that are going on. And you need to hold on tight to God. Amen. We serve an awesome and a mighty good God. God who loves us. And a God who has all power in his hands. Amen this morning, church. Amen this morning, church. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. What a mighty God that we serve, church. Come on, let's praise the Lord. Amen. What a mighty God.
calling to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forevermore. Let the church say, Amen. May God bless you. Hey, get your orders in for that recipe book. Amen, somebody.